Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the Columbia Broadcasting System invites you to sit back, relax, and listen to Eddie Anderson in the private life of Rochester Van Jones. Rochester, you were having a little trouble with your girl. How are you making out now? Not so good. She's crazy about Franklin Monroe. Just because he has money? Yeah. Susie wants someone who can support her for the rest of her life. Well, can't you do that? Only if she doesn't live past Friday. (laughs) Yes, it's the private life of Rochester Van Jones. The amusing adventures of the happy-go-lucky fellow who works for that famous man in Beverly Hills and brought to you by the Columbia Broadcasting System. Well, Rochester has needed a little extra cash to help him regain the affections of his girl, Susie. So, to get it, he's become a part-time collector for the friendly finance company. This morning, we find him standing on Susie's front porch, knocking on the door for the second time. Doesn't seem to be anybody home. That's funny. Maybe she's in the garden around the side. I love a gal who grows her own groceries. I'll go over to the side of the porch and take a look. Uh Uh-oh, there's Susie now, and she's talking over the back fence to Lila Edwards. Right now, if I had to decide between Franklin and Rochester, I don't know which one I'd choose. Well, when you make up your mind, Susie, throw the other one to me. (laughs) Milo, what would you do if you had two men that were taking you out and dating you and trying to kiss you all the time and you had to choose between them? What would I do? I'd toss a coin and hope it comes down sideways. (laughs) Serious, Lila. Well, personally, I like a man who takes me to nice places. Well, last week, Franklin took me to the Palladium. Gee, I never knew they had such a beautiful dance floor. Wait a minute. You told me the other day that Rochester took you there, too. I know, but Franklin took me inside. (laughs) One shagging would be outside anyway. I'd better pretend I'm just getting here. I wish I could complain about having Uh, too many uh, men. uh, uh, Oh, oh, uh, hello, Rochester. Hello, honey. Hello, Lila. Well, I guess you two want to be alone. Bye. Goodbye, Lila. (laughs) Susie! Susie, I came over to ask you for a date for this evening. But, Rochester, it takes money to go on dates. And I've got a vague idea you're always short of money. That isn't just a vague idea. That's the complete story. (laughs) But not for long, honey. Your dream boat has become a temporary businessman. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm a collector for the friendly finance company, and I get a commission on every account I collect. Oh, that's wonderful. As a matter of fact, I'm on my way to the office right now. Oh, you've got an office of your own? Well, not exactly an office. Oh, you mean you've got a desk? Well, I wouldn't say that either. Well, what do you have then? A pad, a pencil, and a standing permit to use the pay phone at the corner gas station. (laughs) Anyway, I'll have money to take you out tonight. Well, I don't know, Rochester. Franklin wants to take me to the opening of the Melody Club. Let me take you, Susie. I'll have the money. I figure a night at the Melody Club... Uh, including the cover charge, will come to exactly ten bucks, and I'll get that. Well, how do you expect to get out without leaving a tip? Shag, baby, shag. (laughs) Well, if I'm going to raise that dough, I'd better get over to the office. (laughs) 
morning, Mr. Finch. Good morning, Rochester. I see you're here bright and early. Yeah, I got to make some fast money. So just hand me that list of collections and point me in the right direction. I'm on my way out of the no-income bracket. Good. Let's look over the list and see what there is for you. Yeah, let's see. Um, you might try this one, Martin Smith. Uh, just be polite and tell him who you are. And remember, you have the law on your side. Well, what'd he buy that he hasn't paid for? A double-barreled shotgun. <laughs> let's look over the list a little further. Uh, how about this one? Uh, no, no, that one's too easy. He wants to give up the item he got financed anyway. It's a television set. Why is he so anxious to give it back? Now, when he bought it, he didn't know about Arthur Godfrey. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Rochester, if you can collect this delinquent account, you'll get $8 commission. Now you're talking. What's his name? Jake Zelinkis. That name sounds familiar. Well, it should. He's the leading contender for the heavyweight wrestling championship. Are you sure you don't have any desk work for me to do? <laughs> no, our last collector is coming back to do that as soon as he gets out of the hospital. Now, I want you to uh, collect from Jake Zelinkas. Jake Zelinkas? He's a pretty good wrestler, isn't he? Oh, yes. He's gone through ten of our collectors undefeated. <laughs> but don't you worry about that. Think of the eight dollars. I wish you'd make it ten. Why? I'd like to leave a large estate. <laughs> Devilgrass. Hello, Rochester. Devilgrass, you're the best friend I've got, so I came over for some advice. But I see you're busy. Oh, no, no. I'm through trimming this hedge. Come on in the kitchen. Uh, what's your problem, Rochester? Well, Susie had a date to go to the opening of the Melody Club with Franklin Monroe, but she said she'd break it when I told her I'd have enough money to take her there. But I haven't got the money yet, and if I don't get it, that'll be the end. Oh, can't raise the money, huh? Not unless I make a collection. Well, make the collection. It sounds easy. From a 240-pound wrestler? I'm talking about Jake Zelinkas. I can get hurt if he just leans on me. <laughs> well, uh, the only way to handle a fella like that is to shame him into it. If he hits you, turn the other cheek. Devilgrass, after Jake Zelinkas hits you on one cheek, there's nothing left of the other one either. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Hello? Who? Uh, just a minute. Are you here, Rochester? Who is it? It's a woman. They always find me. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. He says he's here. Hold the phone. Here you are. Hello? Hello, Rochester. This is Susie. I broke the date with Franklin, and now I can go to the Melody Club with you tonight. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not going with Franklin this time. Oh, he's handsome and intelligent. A wonderful dancer. But it'll nice, be nice to have a change. Thanks. Hey, you, you'll have the money, won't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll have the money. Uh, Rochester, you don't sound very sure. And I want to tell you something. I broke that date with Franklin to go with you. And if you disappoint me this time, we're really through. Now, honey. And I mean it. Don't worry, Susie. I'll have the money. Well, I'll see you tonight, Rochester. Bye. Goodbye. I just don't know what to do. Somehow this Zelinkas frightens me. I'm really worried. Oh, Rochester, you forget that you've got broad shoulders, strong arms, and you've got coordination that's just built for striking power. Why, you don't realize what you can do. 
You've got hidden resources. That's right. Why, when you arouse, you've got the strength of seven men, the courage of a lion, the snarling ferocity of a wounded tiger. Yeah. Now, why are you worried about Zelenkas? I'm afraid I'll kill him. <laughs> Nurse. Uh, nurse. Here I am, Mrs. Lincoln. I was in the kitchen. Uh, could you move this pillow a little? I'm in terrible pain. Oh, of course. I'll fluff it up for you. Uh, thanks. There, now. That ought to be better. Uh, thanks, nurse. Thanks. Oh, you know, I didn't realize a man could get so badly hurt in a wrestling match. Why, you got both your arms broken, a fractured leg, and three cracked ribs. Yeah. Is wrestling always that dangerous? No, no, it never would have happened if I hadn't missed the rehearsal. <laughs> but I... Oh, say, will you get the door, nurse? Yes? Is Mr. Zelinkas in? Yes, he is. That's too bad. Well, you've, you've come at a rather an awkward time, I... Just hope you won't upset him. I endorse that feeling 100%, and I hope it's vice versa with him. You see, he wrestled a man last night and broke his arms, fractured his leg, and cracked some of his ribs. Uh, I can take the census anytime. Goodbye. Well, maybe by the time you come back, Mrs. Alinkas will have recovered. Yes, I hope so, too, and... Wait a minute. You mean Mr. Zelinkas is the one that got busted up last night? Yes, it was awful. Well, uh... Where is he now? He's in bed. Can he move at all? Oh, no. He's absolutely helpless. Matter <laughs> <laughs> with you. Stand aside, lady. Rochester Van Jones is about to make a collection. Rochester, do you mean you actually collected the $100 from Zelinkas? Sure. All in a day's work. It was nothing. This is amazing. Was he mad when you asked him for the money? Yeah, he felt terrible. He was all broken up. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's true. When I left, he had a broken arm, a fractured leg, and a couple of cracked ribs. A little but mighty, eh? <laughs> now, about my $10 commission. Hey, it's worth it. Here you are. Thanks. I've got to run along now, Mr. Finch. My girl is waiting for me to crush her in my arms. Oh, by the way, there's one more collection I'd like to have you make. This one here from Mrs. Jackson. It's right on your way. You'll be able to pick up a couple of more bucks. Good, good. Then I'll be able to take Susie in a taxi. Yes, sir, this is my lucky day. I just have to make this last collection and I'm off to Susan. How do you do? I'd like to see Mrs. Jackson. I'm Miss Jackson. Won't you come in? Yes, thank you. My, it's so nice to see a friendly face. Won't you sit down? Thank you. I'm always so happy when I have a visitor, especially when it's a fine young man like you. <laughs> I'll fix some tea for you. I haven't got any cookies, but I'll put a piece of toast on the stove while that be. Oh, just fine. I'd better get this over before I lose my nerve. Uh, Mrs. Jackson, I'm from the Friendly Finance Company. Please don't call me Miss Jackson. Just call me Mother. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you know you're three months overdue on your payments? 
Mother! <laughs> Three months overdue. Yes, I'm afraid I do, son. But I haven't got a penny in the house. If you can't make the payments, I'll have to take your stove back. Mother? <laughs> really, I will. First, have your tea. I hope you don't want it too strong. After I use the tea bag a few times, it loses a little flavor. <laughs> I know I'm going to hate myself for this, but I have to do my duty. Here's your tea, son. Thank you. And here's your toast. Thanks. Uh, Mrs. Jackson, that stove is awfully important to you, isn't it? Uh, you have to cook on it. Well, most of the time, I just use it to keep the room warm. But I haven't any money, so I guess you'll just have uh, to... No, no, I don't, Mrs. Jackson. I've made up my mind. I'm not going to take that stove away from you. But if you don't, you'll lose your job. You better take it right now. No, no, I can't. But you got to. Yeah. Oh, I'll help you care. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Just a minute now. I happen to have $10 in my pocket, and that'll pay you up to date. Oh, son, I can't let you do that. You probably need the money. Oh, me? I'm loaded. Here's your receipt. Thank you, son. Thank oh, that's you. all right. Goodbye. Mother? I'm not going out with Susie tonight. The only thing I don't understand is how can a guy feel so miserable and so wonderful at the same time? things didn't turn out too bad for Rochester and Susie. In fact, right now, they're at the Melody Club. This sure is a nice place, and the food is good, too. Are you enjoying yourself, Susie? Oh, I sure am. And I think it was very broad-minded of you, too, to invite Franklin to come along with us. Broad-minded nothing. Somebody's got to pay the check. <laughs> I wonder if Rochester was so smart after all. Sure, Franklin paid the check, but that only made him a bigger man in Susie's eyes. What's Rochester going to do now? Listen in tomorrow to The Private Life of Rochester Van Jones, starring Eddie Anderson. Brought to you at the same time every night by the Columbia Broadcasting System. The Private Life of Rochester Van Jones is written by John L. Green. This production is supervised by Sam Perrin. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.